Welcome to the Healthy Team, Healthy Business Podcast, where each episode we discuss ways to improve the health of the team that makes up your business and ultimately helps improve your business. We'll discuss mind, body, spirit, and finance as the foundation of building this healthy team. Welcome everyone on today's episode of Healthy Team, Healthy Business Podcast. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, one of the things we haven't fully gotten into yet, which is the mental health aspect of overall health. And um, what we're going to do actually is let David kind of talk a little bit about his experience with um, TM, Transcendental Meditation, and some of the ways he's used that practice in his own life, where it came from, um, how he implements, etc. This is not an area that I have a lot of expertise um, although it's something I'm quite interested in, I just have not developed the discipline yet. So I'm actually interested to hear David share a little bit about that and see what he does. Um, as we've mentioned, you know, we want to talk about all aspects of health and this is definitely one of them. Um, this doesn't require a gym. This doesn't require a plate of food. This doesn't require anything else other than you and yourself, which sometimes is a very uncomfortable place to be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is probably why a lot of people don't do it. Um, but David, maybe you could just kind of introduce you're kind of or where you got introduced to this concept of, of meditation especially tm and then um kind of riff from there as far as how it's benefited you and your practice etc yeah uh, i started meditating about two years ago um just kind of on my own you know just was kind of at my wits ends with different aspects of life um running a business owning a business and doing really well in 2019 prior to covid so a lot of stress at work, uh, stress with the family. My wife was pregnant with her third son at the time. Um, so I just decided to, there's got to be something else out there. I'm not really a, ever been a big fan of pharmaceuticals, um, a combat veteran as well. Uh, so have a little bit of things try to work out as well in that regard. So I just decided like, hey, there's got to be something else out there besides going to the VA and getting 15 different pharmaceutical pills that are going to make me go to outer space and probably not be present anymore. So I just started watching YouTube videos on how do you do a five-minute morning meditation. And it was just a like, profound impact on that five minutes I usually would work out. And then I would do five minutes of meditation before I'd go to work. Uh, and I did that for six months and I could see little bits of, of, of changes, um, again, in my ability to kind of handle stress, pressure, more live in the present moment uh, and just kind of enjoy positive and negatives and try to look for any kind of positive outcomes of every situation. So I did that for a while and then I went to, off to a, a military um, retreat or a program called Boulder Crest. It's in here in Virginia. And the premise of the program there is to really teach you about transcendental meditation. And that was really my kind of real eye opener to meditation. Uh, I've been doing that TM since July of 2020. So a little bit over a year now, I've been doing that twice a day, 20 minutes for each session. And that is... Uh, been the most profound aspect or, or thing on my life in a long time. I've since kind of worked with my children on it, took them back to Boulder Crest to have them, as well as my wife uh, taught TM. So my wife and my oldest son have kind of been taught how to do TM as well, uh, gone through a week program to do that. So it's, it's really made us uh, as a family unit stronger uh, and uh, just having that, this awesome tool at our disposal. So, each day, 
Uh, you start with the 20 minute meditation and then you usually do it around four o'clock. I'll meditate for a second time. So it's kind of to, to get your mind in the right state uh, to start your day. And then kind of at the end of the day at four o'clock, it's perfect for me. I go home usually around 530. So it kind of refocuses you again at the end of the day uh, before, you know, you open the door to your house and you get hit in the head with a shoe or something like that. <laughs> It'll calm you down a little bit. So, so is the twice a day thing is that that's pretty much the protocol for for TM then? For TM, it's 20 minutes twice a day. Yeah. Okay. And is that, does it start off as 20 minutes? Because as someone who's only just kind of messed around the edges of meditating, 20 minutes is actually a very long time, it seems like. So how do you work up that? Or I guess maybe in your week-long training, you, you start the exactly. zero and work up. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 20 minutes, it, it is, I mean, 40 minutes, that's crazy, especially when you think about, oh, I, I like to work out for a half an hour to an hour a day. We've got two hours dedicated to that. Mm -hmm. But I kind of, and, and I agree, it is a long time. Um, but for, like for me personally, I would much rather you know do that than go drink or go do something else. And it it allows me, especially like right now with all the Afghanistan stuff going on, it's really bothering me. Um, just the volatility in the world as a whole is bothering me. So you know, yeah, I having to, I dedicate forty minutes a day to it, but it stops me from going and drinking to excess. It stops me from getting angry. It, you know, so. It, it, uh, there's a return on investment. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. It's a good yeah. return on investment, yeah. but we, we phase up when you're doing it there. You, I think we started with like three minute sessions. So like the first one was three minutes. Then we talked about it and you go and kind of go through what are the, you know, thoughts, well, my brain or my mind is wandering all the time. Is that normal? Is that natural? And then you kind of dissect different questions that you have. Um, but yeah, it starts out as, and kind of grows up, but it, it, to be in the correct TM state, you have to do 20 minutes and it has okay. to be twice a day. Okay. There is no deviating from it. It can't, I want to do 10 in the morning and I want to do 30 in the afternoon. No, that's not TM then. That's okay. fine. I mean, there could be another, you know, there's a, a vast, vast, vast variety of forms of meditation. Sure. I prefer TM. That's what I found is the best that works for me saying my mantra um, repeatedly when I'm TMing or when I'm in other types of stressful situations, that mantra really is what helps me to kind of, again, refocus and, uh, kind of stay on the handlebars. And, and is the, out. is the mantra your own mantra or is there again, a prescribed, uh, thing that you need to be focusing on or thinking about based on what's going on in your life? How do you come up with that? So a mantra is given to you, um, they, they give you what the mantra is when, okay. you, when you go through a training program. So I went through a program uh, and they provided me with the mantra. Okay. And then you just never say the mantra out loud. You never say it. You never tell anybody about it. And okay. just, one of the reasons is you don't want to give any meaning to that. Okay. Part of the whole purpose is you know, our brain, the average human has over 6,000 thoughts in a day. Those thoughts often are leading us are, are negative just the nature of the human brain is, right. is more yeah. towards the negative. Uh, and I'm not going to go into the whole aspect of why that happens. goes back to the Paleolithic days. Right. Um, but our brain has those negative thoughts, our negative tendencies. So the TM is going to help you to not have those, those negative tendencies, help you to refocus. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, you know, you just, when you mentioned that it brought back a lesson that I had when I was doing my, um, nutrition coach, health coach training. And that was one of the questions was about, um, your, our perception of our own mindset and whether or not we were naturally negative as humans or not. And the answer was, yes, you are. And it's an astoundingly high percentage of thoughts are negative versus positive. 
Yeah. And it's it's what you do with them. But part of that is it's I think it goes back to survival. Mm-hmm. You have to think that something is about ready to kill you <clears throat> to survive. Yeah. I mean, that's in and like you said in the paleo era, that would have been quite true, way more true than it is now. And so, but we've as humans, that part of our um, brain has not changed during that time. So now we live in this modern world where nothing is really trying to kill you all the time, other than if you're a veteran like you and you were in situations where that was where that was true. But you know, I'm the chances of me walking down the street here and having a um, saber toothed tiger jump out and try to kill me are very slim. So, but yet I'm still geared for that. Yeah. So uh, we've we, we've in the nutrition conversations and you know in some of our other podcast episodes about that survival sort of mentality and why our bodies do what they do when we ingest food Mm. and it's interesting that your mind is actually doing that too and i'm wondering how many people just process that as a stressor and don't find a tool like you found and allow it to work its way through and then be be settled yeah, it's 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 crazy to me because you know if, if I were to go to the VA and again I'm not trying to bash on the VA but if I were to go to the VA and tell them that I was having some whatever different thoughts in my head about reoccurring images of, of being in Afghanistan or whatever they would the, the first reaction is always to start to give me a, right. a list of prescriptions and to me that again as I we've talked about in past episodes is just it's mind-boggling to me because you're not getting to the root cause. Yeah. My brain's not that complicated. It's not, I mean, it's complicated. It's not that, I don't have that much different issues going on that I need to start just throwing Zoloft or any other (laughs) wildness at it. I just really need to understand why my brain thinks the way it does or try to understand it a little bit better. And TMing is, is the, to me, is the sure way to do that. Again, it's a free and there's zero harm on my body. It actually does the exact opposite. Right. There's a, a long list of, of benefits to, to uh, meditation, lower reduce of, of stress. It's going to uh, improve your blood flow. It's going to improve, improve your oxygen flow. It's going to make you a better parent. I mean, the, the list is just extremely long versus, you know, one of those harmful uh, medications. It's going to probably make all the opposite of all those things I just listed. You'll be a worse parent. You'll be a zombie. And you'll just be kind of going through life and not really ever trying to figure out whatever that traumatic event is or whatever the issue was and, and try to resolve it. Before we start recording, <laughs> you and I were just kind of talking about some breathing techniques. I'm just curious, what does TM incorporate as far as breathing versus just the, you know, the mantra? Um, what, <clears throat> how, is that included? Is that separate? No, yeah. So I start. I use Insight Timer. Uh, I would strongly recommend that as a uh, kind of a, a tool to use. Okay. It's just you know you go you get it off of your phone or whatever. Um, <clears throat> so it's a twenty second timer I have on there. I will do twenty seconds before my twenty minutes. For that twenty seconds, I do three, seven, eight breathing. Okay. So for about twenty seconds, and then after that, it's strictly your mantra. Okay. I'm strictly going to say my mantra and do that for 20 minutes and okay. then the bell will go off at the very end to let me know that it's completed and just take your time after that. Cause your body's right. going to be very sleep. If you kind of will, like you don't try to stand up right away. Okay. So I was going to say, what's the environment like? So when you're doing that, you're obviously, <laughs> I'm guessing alone, um, quiet, uh, dark, or does that matter? I prefer to have the lights off. <clears throat> I mean, sometimes I do, I, we ha- I do meditate sometimes in group settings as well. Okay. Um, but it's all the same if I'm in a group or with them, if I'm by myself, 
I like the lights off and as quiet as possible. And then okay. if I'm outside in nature, I'm fine with, with that, listening to the bugs. Whatever's but, okay. But otherwise, I'll put on white noise. Insight Timer has a whole list of different things you can apply. Bells, gongs, okay. different white noises. Um, but yeah, that's... Okay. And then <clears throat> let's let's just say th- during the day, because I know you and I have you know kind of similar... Our businesses are different, but our positions are the same, <laughs> where we have, you know, random stressors throughout your day that unexpected things come up. Um, how does TM play into that where somebody drops a you know proverbial bomb on you at some point during the day that just totally takes your day in a wrong direction? Can you can you kind of quickly get back to a state where you can handle that differently than maybe you used to? Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny if I were to ask a lot of the people that I've worked with, have worked with since I got out of the Marine Corps and they say the David that was here 10 years ago to the David that's here today is two completely separate people. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years ago, my hand would go on my forehead. I'd scratch my forehead and you'd see some anger come out of me. Usually right. that was my stress release, whatever to today. Usually someone will come and tell me, Hey, we just made a mistake. I'll say my mantra usually for like a second or two to kind of just okay. relax and then I'll just usually ask them, how do we avoid happening this, having this happen right. again? But now I can have a normal conversation with a teammate versus what I would look at it before as kind of more like an adversary. And, you know, like a, I would never resolve anything and, uh, you know, reduce the, the kind of integrity of the team, which is obviously the whole thing and what reason why we're talking about this. How do we build a team? Yeah. So I also have shared this with our team at Signet. We meditate. We don't do TM, um, but we will do some of the three-minute and five-minute meditation okay. um, sessions that work. And uh, it's it's been one of the best-received things that we've ever done at work. Uh, okay. We meet. We lead with a morning meeting every single day. Whenever we do meditation, it's the thing that they most uh, talk about and enjoy the most. I think most people want to try it. They just don't know necessarily where to start. Yeah. Do, does it, do you know if any of your employees have adopted that as their, for their own personal lives outside I, of the work environment? Uh, I don't, uh, that's a good question. I don't think any of them have, Okay. um, but we haven't, I have not pushed on it enough or kind of taught them enough. It'll just be, Hey, we're going to do three minutes of meditation hypothetically on Monday. And then we'll go a couple weeks and I won't do it again. Okay. So a lot of it's probably on me on trying to look at how do we, you know, weave more of this into the structure and, and because I know it's one of the most helpful tools and just by, uh, the numbers of the country, a, a good portion of my people just by, again, I don't know, but my guess is a good part of them are on some type of mood stabilizer. Oh yeah. Just again, based on the, the environment yeah, just of national the country, statistics. Yeah, yeah, national statistics that that it could help them, and that's where I know our whole objective is: how do we help our teams, yeah. and how do we help them be better citizens, better family members? So, so I'm trying to figure out how do I weave it into our structure more. I, yeah, I think it's a great that's a great thing. You know, it's I, I don't know this in the point of this particular episode, but what's upsetting, kind of like some of our other discussions about nutrition, is that. Here's a tool that I know there's probably no hard science anywhere to maybe point to why this practice works. So it's not adopted by the mainstream medical community that where everybody else is going to go seek their help. I mean, if a psychiatrist or psychologist, you know, were to meet with someone who's having some issues, um, you know, after they talk to them while the first thing they're going to do is get their prescription pad out and, but I wonder if, why it's not more widely adopted to say, hey, you got to, yeah, it's not profitable. I mean, 
here, go do this free thing that I can't charge you for. Um, I, I, you know, I don't think, I hope they're not, it's not that sinister, but I mean, you just wonder why it's not a more widespread adopted thing when people, especially, you know, combat veterans are being taught this, mm. you know, that's probably, that's more trauma than most people are ever going to experience in their life. Um, so why it's not more widely adopted? Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think it is a lot of the money aspect and not to be the, the sinister there, but I think uh, in the same vein of that, uh, to again, not to be bashing on, on doctors and things like that, because they are there, I think, to do well, uh, intended things. It's, it's taboo. Uh, it's, it still goes back to, well, I'm not Hindu or I'm not Buddhist. So yeah. why would I do that? That's part of their religion. And it's just, so it's a lack of understanding the United States, we, we have a book called Mindfulness, and I don't know if you read it. We both are uh, have masters from Shenandoah University. When I went through Shenandoah University, we had to read Mindfulness. Okay. And I think it's one of the best books that's out there. And that kind of honestly started the whole thought process about eight years ago. I never really did anything with it, but it was a we had to do that at Shenandoah. Okay. And it was like a little glimmer of, of hope for me back then, or like it, it shined something, but... Just the way my life was going at the time, I just, you know, I put the book down after it was done with that semester. But that's actually one of the points uh, when I started again two years ago, that's how I restarted. I read the book Mindfulness, started looking at podcasts, started looking at YouTube videos, started reading articles. But that mindfulness book is a great, great tool on how to, again, be more mindful and not yeah. necessarily thinking of this as this is part of the Buddhist religion. No, it's about being mindful. It's about being present in the moment and not... Because that's what, you know, the majority of our issues are about. It's depression, it's anxiety, or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough, I'm not this or, or whatever. So that's, your brain is already starting to think of those different three yeah. things. So how do I, if right away I'm thinking something negative is going to happen after our meeting here today, right now I'll just start to say my mantra a few times. That'll start to just bring me back to the present, to where we're sitting here today and enjoying your company and not right. starting to think of, I'm going to get in a car accident on the way home or... You know, whatever. I'm, yeah. I'll be present when I'm driving home. I won't be looking at my phone. I won't be doing whatever else, and I'll get to my house fine. Yeah, and I, I think that's the, the neat thing about that is the, the idea that we kind of underlying premise of our podcast is that if you can now get your team to be more mindful while they're at work, mm -hmm. you know, you you walk in the door and you forget about the argument you had with your spouse on the way out the door or the, or last night. Or the fact that you're not sure if you're going to be able to make the rent check on time this month or whatever. If, you, if you're able to mentally separate that when you walk into your place of work and just do good work, if you can focus on that, that's a, that's a positive. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to deal with that other stuff. Sure, sir, that's, that's going to come at some point. But if you can be present when you walk in the door and do the job that you're asked to do by your employer, then you become a better employee that's a positive thing that could then lead to other positive things back at the rest of your life. Yeah, no, most definitely. I mean, you think about it, you come into your point and you, I just got in an argument with my wife. I hate my job. My job hates me. <laughs> you go to your saw to cut or do whatever you're pressed to operate. You make a mistake on there. I mean, that just, just negative, 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 negative. You screw things up. Your boss doesn't like you now because now everybody's losing money. Conversely, walk through the door we just had a spat with my wife, but I know she loves me and I love her and we'll work it out at the end. I love this job. I'm thankful that it's here. 
you go in there, I'm thankful I have these tools to do my job. You do your job, you do a great job, then maybe at the end of the day, everybody's happy and you can go to your boss and say, hey, I'm a little short, 150 bucks. No problem, man. We're all here to help each other. Right. That whole dynamic can just be switched by just a couple of words. Yeah. <laughs> or one word, really. I mean, yeah. That's one word. Yeah. That's all I say. And yeah. it's wild. It's, again, it's had the most profound impact on my life, on anything I've done. Uh, as well as my wife. My wife has some anxiety issues and the same thing. She, it's, it's the number one thing. She's never taken any medications either for anxiety. But she, at times, I mean, it can be debilitating. And now TM has helped her exponentially as well. Is it is that available outside of the environment where you found it? I mean, is, do you know of other circles of people that are doing TM training or teaching mm -hmm. that the general public can get into if they're not in the military? Yeah, you can just Google uh, TM and you know TM trainers near me. I think it's like seven hundred and fifty to a thousand dollars to get trained. It's about okay. a week long program. I'm not really sure how the that much about it to be honest. Just because okay. I went through Bouldercrest and it was all provided, there's not a whole lot to be honest there. So you have to sign a document saying you're not going to talk really about it, just to kind of hold the integrity of of TM. Right. But yeah, there's people everywhere. I'm pretty sure there's people in Winchester actually that'll that'll teach you how to okay. do it. Um, so, there, but then even if you're not really, maybe I don't want to navigate down there. I don't have the money for that. Again, you could YouTube it. Right. Okay. It's all on YouTube. Yeah. Or you go to a lot of yoga studios, and yoga will start to teach you it because that's part of yoga. It's not TM, but they will teach you different forms of meditation. Right. And again, the breathing technique, box mm -hmm. to breathing, whatever those different ones are. There's so many different aspects of it. Um, so I would just I would challenge or just tell people to just seek out the internet and just start trying okay. to, to learn. And more. when you when you did your training, did you, um, I'm sure it was more on the technique, but did I get into the, any of the history, the, a lot of it. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm just curious what, what little bit you could share with our listeners. Like, what do you know of, of the history of that and how it came to be? Well, so for us, you know, a lot of it was tied back to being a warrior back to, okay. to that aspect. Um, so we went back to a lot to the Spartans. A lot of it goes back to the Spartans. Okay. Before a Spartan would go off to warrior, they would walk through a labyrinth. And we walk through a labyrinth at Boulder Crest. And so you would go through a labyrinth. And that's kind of, again, getting your mind in the right mindset to where you're about to be going. Uh, there's a, it's a lot more in depth than that, but just the interest of time, it's, okay. uh, I think everyone is familiar with the labyrinth from the 300 movie, right? We are Sparta. So if not watch that movie, it's a great movie. Yeah. They would then do that same labyrinth when they would return and that same, you leave your issues in the labyrinth. You don't okay. bring those outside of the labyrinth. And that's kind of a lot of the. The history behind it is trying to kind of separate some of those aspects. I mean, not like it didn't happen. You know, those aspects happened, but you're not trying to kind of hold on to them so tight. And I think that the the Spartans had really started to figure a lot of those things out on, you know, we're about to go through some intense battle. This is not normal. This is very trying on people. So how do we deal with it? They created the labyrinth and that was kind of forms of their meditation by going into it beforehand and then going into it before they return back to the village or back to their families. Okay. And they would do that those things together. Um, so that's a lot of it started with, with battlefields and with generals understanding that their men were, were struggling. I mean, this is hundreds of thousands of years ago or thousands of years ago, right? Yeah. Rather, um, that this has been going on for thousands of years. And again, not just with one religion, people were realizing that I mean, battle is very strong and very hard to deal with. So 
that's where we tied it all back to just okay. because it, you know, it, it works well with us because that's obviously where all of our minds are. Um, it's for combat veterans primarily. So that's where all of our minds are, but, um, it, it goes back to, I mean, other religions further back than that. Right. Buddhism and, but it sounds like though it's, um, if a, if a combat vet wanted to seek out TM, there's probably a place they could do it wherever they land in, in the States. They're probably, they're probably well, Border Crest is throughout the whole country. Okay. Border Crest, I think, has uh, seven retreat centers now, or they don't okay. call them retreats, but sent, they have seven centers now throughout okay. the country. They have one in Arizona. They have one here in Virginia, Florida. So if you're a combat veteran, it's a free program. Really, every single American should go through that program. Right. It's a it's a great program. It talks a lot about similar things that we talk about. Um, so it's just an, a great overall program. But yeah, it's it's throughout the whole country. Veterans could take advantage of it. Okay. Crest. Okay. And um, I'm just curious. Um, we talked a little bit about again about the, the breathing thing, but did y'all touch on breathing stuff? The separate breathing practices that are out there outside of TM as as also part of a practice. Yeah, we did three, seven, eight. Uh, everything was kind of was three, seven, eight. So just the same thing. Like you're, you're hyperventilating. You're all excited. Whatever that that thing is. Well, do three, seven, eight. It's just two different tools you can try to yeah, use. So, okay. you know, again, if something was chasing you and you're, you know, a bad guy's getting after you or whatever. Well, now you're 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 gonna be at a number ten. So yeah. how do you bring <laughs> yourself down, and that's through three, seven, eight. So that's. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the breathing technique that they also, in conjunction with okay. TM, would teach us. Okay. And then, I guess, kind of a final thing. Um, this this kind of goes back to a discussion we had, um, probably we've, we've done a couple of our episodes, but about the stigma um, and overcoming that, you know, that you, you touched on a little bit, but that's weird. <laughs> you know, you meditate, you know. What, you know, what do you do, you know, sit in a room and make all this noise and all this kind of stuff. But um, how do you kind of think that is a good way to combat that other than just getting people to do it the first time? Yeah, no, and that's, to be honest, I mean, it's kind of frustrating that uh, I do get kind of picked on about it, whatever. I mean, it doesn't bother me, but it's just kind of odd that, again, I'm choosing something that's free, choosing something that has no, no negative consequences on my body. But yet it's perceived, again, as this voodoo weirdness that I'm doing in my office. Um, but to me, it's just it's a lack of understanding. Unfortunately, again, there's there's the news. There's whoever that's spewing that this is not a normal thing or it's related back to something, again, with a negative connotation. So to me, I just try to educate. Okay. Uh, and I just try to talk to people about it. Everyone knows I do it constantly. I have a sign on my door that I put up at four o'clock that says, don't bother me because if you knock on the door, that'll mess up the kind of the aspect. Um, so everyone knows, but again, we've, so I've then I started to try to practice it there at work and that also helped a lot too. Again, people who just like you said, offline here beforehand, or it was here is 20 minutes, a long time. Yeah. You know, so they were all blown away that they were even able to keep their eyes closed and kind of be quiet for five minutes. Right. That's yeah. what we would do normally is three to five minutes. So it's just mind boggling to them that they were actually able even to keep their eyes closed for five minutes long and not say anything. And we would ask them what benefits they had from each session and just the things that they would say just is mind boggling. Yeah. I like that. And uh, I like the fact that you're weaving it into the work day in a, in an otherwise, um, time of day where you're trying to you know get the rest of the stuff done for the afternoon 
and you're able to weave that in. I think a lot of people, a little bit including myself, would say, well, I don't think I can do that. And you probably used to say the same thing. Yeah. Um, but the answer is you just do it. I mean, <laughs> you yeah. just go ahead and just freaking do it and uh, make it part of your deal. And Because I think the reality of life is that if you don't do it then, are you going to do it when you get home and your three kids are running around and haven't seen you all day and your wife needs a break and, you know, you've got all this, you know, now you got your homesteading and your property. I mean, mm-hmm. so the reality is that is when you have to do it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, because that's, you know, there's so much going on in the world today mm-hmm. in particular that if I don't, then yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm not a good father. I'm not a good leader. Um, I have a short temper and it just, it'll get the best of me real fast. Yeah. And so I can sit there and say, I don't have time for the 20 minutes or I can in 20 minutes after that event would have happened. I now lost a teammate. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to be forever upset with myself. And I have lost teammates that way. Mm-hmm. And it forever kind of like haunts me or again, it's a, it's not haunting, but it's just a reminder that you can't go off course. You can't, you can't do those different things because you know, I mean, I don't have 100% control of every aspect. I mean, I do have 100% control of every aspect, so I can, I can either decide that, hey, I'm going to TM, or I'm going to, you know, let let my mind go wild and yeah, and get angry when something happens. Yeah, I think I, you just made a good point about having the, the control aspect. I think so many people get wrapped up in, uh, well, there's two things. I think people get wrapped up in things they can't control. They really can't control. Uh, you and I can't control what happens overseas Mm -hmm. we can't control what happens with the weather Mm -hmm. those things you cannot control but you do have control over yourself yeah over your over the way you react or the way you handle situations and over the effort you put into life in general yeah you do have control over that and i think what you're talking about is a tool to make sure you maximize that control and really you know make yourself the best human you can be yeah um, in those aspects i think it's just a a very powerful thing that we all probably need to talk a lot more about. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I mean, if this what's going on in Afghanistan would have happened maybe three years ago, I would have probably been trying to figure out how to go back over there. Right. I yeah. I've been trying to figure <laughs> out like, Hey, I need to go help them. I do it, which, you know, it's, it's that, that ship has sailed. So, yeah. but now I can sit there and say, you know, I need to TM. It's all gonna, I mean, like you said, the events are going to happen. I, I'm not happy about any of the different events. But I also want to, you know, continue to be a good leader and a good father and not allow those situations to now control and dictate my life. And uh, to me, I kind of see that as the Taliban wins or, you know, the government wins or somebody else wins. And I just look at that and say, like, no, I 20 minutes. Yeah. And I can beat them. I can win. (laughs) I can win. That's all I got to do. I think. Yeah, I think that's so powerful. So that's something I'm going to have to try to figure out. Um, I've I've been saying to myself that I need to. That's one of the areas of my life that I don't focus on enough is that um, I have just always been kind of naturally pretty laid back. So I've been able, I've always been able to handle stress fairly well yeah. naturally. Um, but I've never been in combat. You know, I've never had seriously traumatic things happen. So um, maybe that's why I'm able to do that. But just some people are wired different. But I do think there's times when it would be so beneficial to be able to have a place to go in your mind yeah. that you knew was like a, a good spot to be for a little while. Yeah. So like, it's a good place. And even, I mean, if, you know, again, it helps everybody and everything. I mean, it helps me fall asleep at night. It helps just a litany of different things. So yeah, it's a, it's a great tool and I challenge everybody to start trying it. Yeah. Okay. Well, any final thoughts, man? I think this has been a good episode. Nope. 
I hope uh, if anyone does have any questions, I am happy to answer them at any time about meditation or any things I've struggled with or there's going to be a thousand thoughts once you start doing it. Is this normal that I'm not thinking about my mantra? Is this normal that I'm not? And you know, I'm happy to talk about those different aspects with, with anybody. So feel free to okay. reach out. Yeah, and we'll link out to uh, the Bouldercrest retreat system. Yep. Uh, awesome, once we get awesome our uh, once we get everything up and running, we'll link out to that. I think that's a good. good That'd thing. be awesome. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for sharing all that today. Yes, sir. Appreciate Thank you. it. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Healthy Team Healthy Business Podcast. We'd love to hear any feedback, questions, or similar experiences our listeners have had. Please email any questions to Team Dudes at Healthy Team Healthy or you could find us on Instagram at Healthy Team Healthy Business Eight. Or visit our website, healthyteamhealthybusiness.net.